This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Welcome back to the Winning Plays Podcast. I am Rich Levine. He is Brian Robb. The Celtics season is on the brink, down 3-1 to one to the Brooklyn Nets. Game 5 is tomorrow, Tuesday night at Barclays. Uh, B-Rob, did you catch the, the line <laughs> on, on Game 5? I'm going to guess 11. I see. T- I see twelve at my, oh. at my latest peak. That, that that's that's by far the the biggest. That oh. and it kind of, I mean it makes sense. Yeah, I guess. Right? I mean, I think that that's under the assumption that I think Kemba and Rob are still out, and or if they do play, they're shells of themselves. And yeah, and we saw again we the fact that Kyrie, Durant, and Harden were in that game until a minute left shows you exactly where those guys heads are at right now and what they want to do to the Celtics team. And so they are <laughs> reps, I think with, with, with each other too. That's probably part of it. That's true. But that's still like you, part of it was that, but certainly part of it was like, we want to like hammer this team into the ground right now. And, uh, and, and you know, stomp and stomp on their faces and, and stomp and stomp on lucky the leprechaun um but we'll get to that later um, what, did lucky, what did lucky ever do <laughs> the innocent bystander minding his business the center court it's dragged into all this listen he had you know maybe the dunks over the years you know the uh at midcourt carried oh, yeah, right. so but we'll, we'll get into that we'll get into the the idiot throwing a water bottle um and you know, further, further throwing the city was of Boston it? under the bus. <laughs> well, no, come on, this the 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 city's under the bus. Like that's I mean, like the, the, regardless of what happened, like they're I know find a way. It's not ideal, but like, but it's further. It, it just it just furthers the the narrative. Fine, I think we should, and and we we, we can accept, accept that there's some truth to it. But yeah, it, there's no use in there's no use in fighting it. No, no, no. It, it's, it's, it's now of, now exactly like this is the like. This is the perfect way. Like, yeah, this is Kyrie had every right to say what he said because of idiots like that. So it's like, there you go. Right, but they're also idiots like that in, in every single right. That, and, that, and that's then that's the, that's the bigger point that we'll get to. But that um, again, this is you know it. It was a night where the garden atmosphere was tremendous, and and then you have idiots like that, and obviously idiots all around the league right now. This last <laughs> week, just like a terror, you know fan behavior in the NBA, just, you know, putting on an absolute clinic of, of idi- idiocy. But you're, you're in the, you're at the garden for the first time since what, since last March, last February. In front of a capacity garden. Yeah. So that was, I was in there when it was empty a couple of times, but that was my first time back from, from, from leave and back at the garden this, you know, this past week. So um, it was, uh, it was a scene and the first quarter, let me tell you, that was, that was that was really fun to watch a back and forth there but then rich um and it's funny to like act like anything would have changed but the the game i felt like officially ended when the 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 lineup in the start of the second quarter was evan fournier Peyton pritchard shemi ojale i think romeo langford and aaron neesmith <laughs> against um three whatever against three against three future all famers and that that did not go well um yeah so i mean we haven't even talked it's kind of nuts we haven't we we weren't able to to, to pod last week so what what what's your what's your takeaway from this series what's your takeaway has this 
series just pretty much played out as you as you expected? Did you think there was after that first quarter last night that there was any type of like wow maybe they'll they'll give a puncher's chance in the the second half here? Or was that just you know academic that um, you know the Brooklyn's incredible talent? I mean that was probably the best three man performance ever in the playoffs period. Like those guys, three guys that literally were out of this world and the Celtics just, they had one Marcus Smart and Marcus Smart can't guard three guys. And so that was the, that was the game. Yeah. It was, it was just so easy and casual and seamless that you have, you know, almost two, four, two 40 point scores. Another one with, you know, what, what did I forget what Harden finished with, but like, you know, an easy, an easy, double, assists. yeah. An easy double, double on top of that. Um, but like it, to, 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 to bring it back to your original point. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of what we expected. I think we both, I think we both picked the nets in five. Yep. We both thought that, you know, if it wasn't the first game that maybe, you know, Tatum would put them on on his shoulders and, and carry them for, for one game at home. And, and, and that's what we saw. And, uh, also like, like you said, you, you looked out there, you look out there at the court any number of times during the game, especially when Kemba's out, especially when Rob is out and you see the talent level and you see the experience level, you see everything about the two rosters and the Celtics barely have any business being on the court. Like you can have like, there are those stretches where, where, you know, for, for two and a half games, I would say, or at least two games, I think the last two Marcus Smart has been really solid. Yep. You know, just at least, at least with his shot. Right. Um, offensively, obviously he's still Marcus on defense, but like, you know, you, you need, you would need that. You would need a 50 point version of Jason Tatum. You would need a, a all-star version of Marcus smart. And it's just, it's just not realistic to expect that to, to be able to, so, so consistently to s- sustain, uh, the back and forth with the, probably one of the better offensive teams in NBA history. It's just a, it's just a crazy ask. And yeah, they're, they're, I don't think there's anything surprising. It's been nice that they've been generally competitive. You know, I mean, not you know, not 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 for the full forty-eight minutes for all four games so far, but like, it, it it's it hasn't been quite as painful as some of the other performances we saw from the Celtics over the course of this past season. But um, I think we we both expect and are prepared and dare I say even ready uh, for things to come to an end in Game Five. Yeah, I mean, I guess based on how the regular season went, having three or four game twos was wouldn't have been a surprise at all, given just how this team has, you know, how things have rolled for this team all year. But again, game one, they they fought, and that was again their probably their best chance since Brooklyn came out slow out of the gate, but they just couldn't, you know, get their offense together in time for it to matter. We talked game, about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Okay, and then game three was unbelievable like that everyone played to their level or surpassed it with tatum's um 50 and they even overcame kemba kind of playing on one leg and really just you know hurting more than helping them in the floor in that game just because of obviously he's physically just not right and yeah so and we will i mean well, well that's a whole like we can talk about kemba in a second but um but yeah for them to get one game in that series and give you know make it look competitive for a quarter last night. Like, and even Brad Stevens had a game. Like, like, I love the effort. Like they were still working hard in the fourth quarter with while down 2025, that game was over for a while, but they kept fighting. But again, fighting against this team means you lose by 15 instead of 30. <laughs> yeah. I want to, I also want to give some love to, to a guy that I 
lit up for the for most of the season. Tristan Thompson's played his ass off this series, and and he was a guy that you always thought like maybe he you know he you you got him for the playoffs. He was he was like one of the few actual veterans on this team, uh, certainly who had playoff experience, uh, championship experience in his case. But he's 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 really he 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 brought it. I think you know the last game was a little bit of a non-factor. Everyone was a little bit of a non-factor, but he's he's competed. He's he's shown some lift. He's battled like you know. And, and if anyone, I, and I I hope that someone puts Kyrie on his ass. I actually won't be surprised if Kyrie finds a, a, a reason not to play tomorrow night. <laughs> no. Uh, would you Would you be shocked? No, he'll play. Right. It's Brooklyn. If it was in, it's Brooklyn now. Like that is Brooklyn, he, but don't isn't I I would think. And I, I hope when I mean, you saw what happened, I don't know if you if you watched towards the end of that, um, the the Knicks Hawks game, where uh, where Gallinari had sort of they thought what was sort of a, a cheap shot on on Reggie Bullock. Next time down the court, Julius Randle put a put a flagrant out on on, on Gallinari. You would think for what he did, and I don't know if you saw KG's post on Instagram yeah. calling out Kyrie too. I I, I, I mean, I, whether it's Tristan, whether it's Marcus. I don't know, but I I think someone's gonna gonna put Kyrie on his ass. At least I hope so. We'll see. Which is but why I wouldn't I mean, be shocked if he finds a reason a, a way a, a reason. I, not I think all those guys are friendly with Kyrie though, so I think they're not gonna do it. Like Tatum, like Smart was obviously you know defended Kyrie's comments this week. Um, that's different and, though. I mean, that's different, but like obviously it's it's a disrespect fact. Like I I think I don't think any of those guys are gonna be happy about it. Don't don't get me wrong. Um, but I don't think they're going to put him on his ass. And there, I mean, there's no one else on this roster who's going to do that. Or honestly is, is, is capable to do, to really do that. Well, anyone um, can go out there and, 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 and yeah, but who's like, but no, no first or second year guy in this team's like, it's just not in the, this, the, the DNA of these guys to do that. Well, so who can we get rid of? Let's get like, we need some <laughs> Celtics need, I mean, the entity on the brand, on the team that you're, you've, you've, in, in many ways, put your life on the line this last year to play for the Celtics and and have Kyrie come in and stomp on it like that. Like I, I don't know, I, I I will be disappointed. Maybe, maybe I, I and maybe I'm not living in reality and, and thinking that it's going to happen. But I think that if Kyrie plays, he's going to find himself on the floor at one point. Tristan, if he was, if he was playing Kevin Garnett, yes, um, but he's not, and so I don't think. Um... We'll see. Yeah, like Tristan, you'd think that's the guy in the team, too, but like that's you know they're that's old teammates that I don't Grant? think that's gonna happen. What's Grant care? Grant's a nice guy. I mean, nothing against Grant, like in terms of you know what he the commitment levels of the team and stuff like that. But I, I just don't see it. I don't see it um, in this team, and and that's, I don't. I think maybe they. I think a lot of guys in this team be like, oh, maybe you know Kyrie was got really booed as for three hours and got all these taunts and stuff thrown at him. So yeah, like I understand why he stomped on the logo on his way off the court. I, I don't, well, that's the I don't I'm not defending it, but that's, that's yeah. like, you know, I feel like that could be, it could be viewed in that manner uh, just as well with a lot of these guys that, that know him, but yeah, it's, it was, it was again, one other, one final, you know, salt in the wound for, for Celtics fans to, to, to see that off the floor. And, but that's um, listen, like, that's that's what the Celtics are up against for the next couple of years here. Like in terms of the 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 hill they have to climb now to to try to take down this this juggernaut in Brooklyn. And um, I mean, we'll get more into the offseason 
um, in the in the coming days and weeks here. But it's uh, the 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 talent gap looked greater than ever last night. And even if you have Jalen Brown and Rob Williams in uniform, I think Kemba Walker for the future, you can't really count on that. You know, being someone who's going to be able to help too much in this equation. Um, have we seen Kemba Walker's last game as a Celtic? I think it's a very strong possibility. Um, I mean, I can't imagine that he played in game five. Um, he'll probably try to talk his way onto it. I mean, who knows? Because maybe they will, like, just say, okay, you guys at least try the start of this game, but then maybe they, him and Rob play a couple minutes and that's it. But um, it is. If, if the, I mean, you saw in game three, just again, like, that's, he was, he was hurting the team more than he was helping him in terms of what, he's how he's moving and what he's capable of offensively. And then obviously the size situation. So in one, two and three, <laughs> right. So it's, it's too bad. It's really, it's a shame given how his tenure started here last season. He was, you know, obviously one of the, the best, you know, 20, 30 guys in the league at this, for the first half of last year. And then it all kind of came crashing down. And after a year of just trying to get him ready for this spot, it's the same problem just surfacing again so i i don't know what the i don't know what the arts are i don't know it might be a situation with the Celtics where you know they they don't really see any viable ways to move him without you know hurting themselves either for the long term or just taking a big step back on the court in the interim but it's uh it's again just another reminder of what the the tough predicament they're they're heading in for this offseason yeah, because I mean, we had hoped that maybe that he would, Kemba would show enough that you could maybe trick some stupid team into, into wanting to take him on. <laughs> right. Now, that, now it's just like, okay, you we rested him as much as we could all year, and then he still got hurt. And even if all that rest, I mean, he did play really well in spots in in March and April with some some big numbers, but um, the, the efficient, I mean, the production compared to what he's making obviously makes that, you know, probably one of the, 10 worst contracts in the league right now. Yeah. You, that, like, that, and that could even be, uh, that might be generous. Yeah. I mean, there's John wall. There's a few, a few other, those, you know, Washington guys at Washington, the auto Porter, I think is still maybe on his ridiculous deal, but even that probably has fewer years left. Yeah. yeah it's he, a, he's, he's expiring on that. Yeah. So like, you know, you have wall, you have like Kevin love. Um, would you, tra- would you trade, uh, Kemba for Kevin love straight up in this off season? I don't think so because I think Kevin Love has one extra year. Um, and to be honest, I don't think Cleveland probably says no too because they have Sexton and Garland. So what, like that's, yeah. that's just what's, that's revolving, you know, moving around chairs for them. At least I think I saw that. someone say that, that they're maybe looking to, to, to trade. Yeah, sex. that was a, one of their, the Cleveland, I actually read that too, the Cleveland plain dealer columnist like suggested that. I don't think that's the part. I think he, like someone suggested to him around the league that oh they might move, look to move one of those guys instead of paying Sexton. Which yeah, that makes sense. Like you don't want to, you know, Sexton is not someone you want to probably pay twenty twenty five million dollars to moving going moving forward. Um, but for love, for them, no way Cleveland's going to take Kemba unless you like sweeten the pot. And I don't think you sweeten the pot at all if you have to take back a contract that's just as bad in Kevin Love. Right, unless you're right. Unless you're getting some relief, right? And you're getting you're getting a little bit. I mean, Glove makes thirty one million next year, and then twenty eight. So you're getting a little bit of relief off the off the payroll. But 
you know, only six to nine million dollars. So I don't think that's enough relief to 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 give up much. What about Porzingis? He's got the, he's got an extra year as well. Yeah, he's got a chance to watch him at all in this Clippers series. I really haven't watched a ton of it. Um, I almost say no there too because he's got the extra year on top of his deal. He's got one year longer than than Kemba, so it's like. Okay, do you do you think Porzingis is actually going to live up to this contract? And if the answer is no, then all you're doing there is yeah, you're getting a younger guy who might have to help you more in the short term. But if he's if he can't be a third piece on a contender, then you're going to be just as screwed because he has you know his injury issues are have been just as bad as Kemba over the last couple of years. I feel like yeah, no, he played played 40, 43 games this year, and yeah, you know, and how old is he? He's like 24, 25? No, he's a little bit. He's uh he will be 26 uh next in August. Okay. So he's getting up there a little bit, but you know, 7-3, those guys aren't yeah. typically built to last necessarily. Right. Um what would you do? Would you what do you I, I like, would I, I would maybe, that? you know, obviously again, we're assuming that the, that that they have a lot more intel on his on his uh medicals, right? Yeah. Um I'm looking at this year. So, you know, he shot, he shot 37% from three. He averaged 20 and nine over a block a game. So when he's out there, you know, started, started all 43 of the games he played 31 minutes a night. I, th- I again, if, if, if there are no other options, if, if, if you're not going to be able to find a team that's going to take Kemba and give you some relief monetarily, he might be a guy that, that, he fits a mold somewhat of what you'd be looking for to, to, you know, obviously a stretch, a stretch five that you want to pair up with, with the, with the Jays. I think I would do it. I've talked myself into it. Um, <laughs> but he's like, because I, because I don't he's know so what bad else. defensively though. Like, it, really? it, yeah. Like, I mean, at least just from stuff I've read, I haven't watched a ton of them this year, but you know, Dallas, like they're a lot better defensively when he's off the floor. It seems like just cause he can't, you know, those injuries are adding up on him. He's just not, you know, he wasn't able, able to move great to begin with, and now he's, you know, you're going to have him in this. Like, what is who's he going to garden on the Nets or the Sixers or the Bucks in the next two or three years? Like, I don't know. So, but you're right. It, but it, in terms of like, yeah, there there is some real the 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 positional fit makes sense, and the the offensive fit makes plenty of sense. It's more and if you're going to get stuck either way, and I yeah, I guess I mean you look at the the, the contract; it's pretty absurd. Like. Next next year, thirty one six. The year after that, thirty three eight, and then in twenty three twenty four, he's got a thirty six million dollar player option. Right. It's so, kind of nuts to think about. Dallas gave him that deal pretty much right away after giving up so much to get him, and how bad that deal like already looks for a guy that that's trying. So it's one thing you know the Celtics have had bad luck of you know giving bigger contracts to guys that are in their late twenties, thirties because that's you know that happens naturally. Some guys just fall off, but for, for a guy, Porzingis is supposed to be in his prime to, to just like become a negative asset this quickly is, uh, is something. Yeah. I mean, but at least the Celtics players, at least they get hurt after the Celtics signed them. Like they, they this was after his, his, his ACL. Right. The, That's a good point. The Mavericks gave him the big deal. They gave him the full, but you're right. I didn't even think about that point. But you're right. He, he had, I mean, he really, had, he's been healthy for what, like two years in his career. Yeah, and again, that's a, it's another one of those situations, and we see it so often in this league, just with the media reaction and just like you know that was 
that was a giant victory for the Mavericks. That was the, you know, Luca and, and Porzingis. Never mind the fact that Porzingis doesn't even like playing with Luca somehow now. Right. But like, you know, that was that was the enormous deal for Dallas. Um, and I mean, Tim Hardaway might, might be the most important thing they got out of that deal. But um, and then you see, you know, the Knicks sort of turning it around after the fact. Although they they might be on the outs, uh, they might be with the Celtics after one more game as well. Um. But yeah, it's just no one knows anything. That's the the same way everyone was singing the praises of of, of the Kemba deal, and I, I I was right there, you know, that he was going to be. Again, we didn't assume that he was going to drop off like he did. We didn't. I, I didn't realize the knee, and I I don't know. Like, was it really a matter of of wait because they play he played that off season with that's when he played with 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 the Jays and Marcus with Team USA. Yeah. Then played played a shitload the first half of that season. Went and played probably too much in the All Star game. Yep. Um, and then that's never been the same. Never been the same. And but so you know, it's 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 like it, it, in a way, it almost it, it it does make you feel a little bit better on about this this decision that Jalen made. You're right. I mean, this is again, this is when you go back to it. This was Jalen clearly could have been playing in this series. I think like through the pain, and that's something that. Um, people with that injury have done before. Romeo Langford tried to do it last year when the Celtics were a legitimate contender in the East. But this year, Jalen probably, and I hope the organization looked at it and was like, okay, you're going to like potentially make this worse, push back your timeline for recovery a few weeks, so it might push in the next season for what? So you can push the Nets to six games instead of five or get, you know, losing in five or six to the Bucks. So push game to shove. Jalen's like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I got to take care of myself here during this year and no one can blame him. I think it's the smart decision. That was a smart call. Big baby checking in on Instagram. I saw that. Did you see the, the, the Durant response? Durant responded to big baby in the comments. He had just a bunch oh, of laughing. I emojis. love, I love when Katie hops into the comments. What did, what did Katie say? I think it was just an emoji of like the crying laughing emoji. Uh, response a bunch of those oh that's funny yeah it's, uh, that's you don't think anyone there's gonna let him yeah, I, get off scot-free I think, the, I think the 2010 celtics would not let him get off scot-free for that but this is the 2021 celtics god i'm holding out hope i, I have i have more faith than you do i'll probably be wrong but someone's got to do it i mean we'll see it will be uh It'll be they have one game to to, to do anything. But. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think he's gonna that, like Kyrie's gonna sit and let let Harden <laughs> and Durant do his dirty work because he's kind of like that. Um, all right. I, so, what? Do we, anything you want to wrap up with before we? Uh... Well, what is there anything? What other has anyone impressed you in this series outside of Tatum? We haven't even talked about Tatum here. Tatum's been, I mean, averaging 45 the last two games with literally nothing around him. Yeah, he's um, the offensively man. like that's. You have to be really thrown in terms of how he bounced back after, you know, a really tough first game and a half before he got hurt. Um, so that's very encouraging to see. We hit on Thompson a little bit. Would anyone of the supporting guys, you know, make you feel good? Evan Fournier, are you is it, is yeah, it changing your you know, feelings about him this offseason in terms of keep him or maybe not pay him as much as he's probably going to want? Like, what's your what Well, so yeah, a matter of what he can get, right? But right. like... I mean, he's uh, he's he is. I would say a a better competitor than I thought. He's tougher than I thought. He is. You know, he, he I I always 
had had the impression maybe it's stereotypes in my own in my own head about international players maybe how they used to be described as sort of softer and, and whatever you want to call it but but he mixes it up man he's he, he's right in there i know and he obviously had that the uh instance when he was going back and forth with with durant a little bit but he's like a he's a he's a tough dude like he mixes it up and i and he like to see it and and he hit some big shots so i mean and, and if and if you throw in you know when he's your second best player like that's not really a great situation but if he if he can play that same way with that same mentality and whatever when he's like the hopefully like the fourth best player on the court like that's a, that that's the makings of a really good team and, and again maybe you get into trouble because i don't know if you can pay him like the fourth best player i don't know if that'll match up who who knows how the offseason will shake out but i at, at the very least i mean he's for for a guy who started off not very well in the Celtics uniform. I think he's left a pretty good impression. Uh, I thought, you know, Neesmith yesterday, you know, not all those shots happened when it was really still a game, but I just, I just love the way that the, his, his willingness to shoot the ball, not scared, um, you know, three of five from three in game three. Um, I like to see that. And other than that, I don't know, like, everyone else on the on, on the team from taco you know luke carson tremont shemi grant jabari i don't need to see them play anymore in boston i, I, I mean especially when you look around the league and you see you know whether it's veterans or just the talent that some of these other teams have on their bench and you have a celtics bench and again i think this falls on danny uh, with the majority of guys don't even probably belong in the nba yeah. Um, it, it might be the worst bench in the league, like talent wise, like eight through 15 playoffs or not. Yeah. No, playoffs I, or not I, I, like I, go even other teams around the league. Like you look at other benches when they're at full strengths and you're like, who would you rather have these guys or, or the Celtics bench? And you're like, Oh, probably, probably these guys. And it's just crazy. Right. And, and, you know, Danny had these conversations when the, when the season started and obviously this was a, a weird off season. It was it, it, every, it was a weird season. Everything is weird about the last you know, 15, 16 months that, that we've all, that we've all lived. But in that time, again, like the supporting cast is non-existent. Like, like that, it, that might be a bigger insult to lucky than, than whatever Kyrie did walking off the court. Like it's, again, it's not even like you know, one or two things could make it better. It is a disgusting, inefficient, like I would say untalented because these are some of the most talented basketball players alive, but on the scale of NBA players, like, it's just not there. It's really not. And so that's, I mean, I'd say I'd be shocked if we have seven returning Celtics next year, like more than, or more than that, I should say. Um, Cause you figure either Tatum, I mean, not Tatum, either Marcus or Kemba probably will be traded. Right. I'd say, yeah. Uh, you're probably not going to have, yeah. Like if you quickly go through it, like Tatum Brown, probably aren't going anywhere. I mean, they aren't going anywhere. Tristan probably stay in put, but that you could maybe move him if you wanted to try to move some salary. Someone likes how he's playing this postseason. You're not going to be able to afford smart Fournier and Kemba with the, the luxury tax. So one of those guys is not going to be here um, potentially more. And then, like I said, after that, you know, Neesmith, Pritchard, you probably feel safe about those guys. But after that, um, you know, any, any things on the table and, um all the way down through the two-way guys um it's uh it's gonna be probably pretty pretty thorough sweep of the the back end of the roster i, I would expect 
Yeah, you can still get. Uh, let me see what this is here. You can still get five hundred to one odds that the Celtics are going to win the Eastern Conference. Mm. Money well spent. I think. <laughs> I feel Sam, like those are. It should be that should be at least that should be fifty thousand to one. That that's like that's not good value. Five hundred to one. Come on. Same 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 odds on Jason Tatum winning uh, final finals. Finals MVP. There you go. Um, I do think we should get, we didn't have a talk. I want to give a shout out to just um, a guy who hasn't played in the series, uh, but Jalen Brown's statement before game three um, in response to Kyrie's comments and just talking, you know, super, you know, not surprising at all, but just being, you know, talking about everything in terms of the situation in Boston with the, the racism issue around the country, like institutionalized, like there's, he, for him to kind of hit everything he did in that statement, I, and I implore you, it's, it's on MassLive.com in full and plenty of other places around. But just to, to vocalize perfectly what I think, you know, every what I'm sure in part of the organization and felt like um, after Kyrie May's initial comments, I thought that, you know, you feel great about having, you know, you the team clearly loves Jalen on the court, but that's just, just another sign of being like, this is the the perfect guy for us, you know, in terms of what he's capable of and what, what matters to him off the court as well. Yeah. And, and he talked about, you know, how you, the, how all these guys in the Celtics think are, are Kyrie's friends and they might not retaliate. Kemba was always one of the guys who didn't really put up with Kyrie shit. Like he was never afraid to speak out to stand I mean, Jalen. Yes. Sorry. What'd I say? You said Kemba. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes, Jalen was was one of the guys who was never never afraid to stand down to, to Kyrie um, and speak out, and that's just what it was. And, I, and again, like he hit he hit it, hit, it, hit it all. He hit on the, the some of the truth behind what Kyrie said. Absolutely, uh, a lot of the truth behind it, uh, but also weeded through some of the deflection and and distraction and and other things that that Kyrie may have been implementing to sort of get the attention off the fact that he did quit on on the team and. And all that, and and right, and it's it's no surprise at this point. We can't be surprised uh, that when Jalen blows blows your mind with with just yeah. his 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 insight and perspective, despite the fact that he's not even twenty five years old yet, it continues to to amaze. Uh, and he's a guy that 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 we, we talk about all these guys that we would not ever like to see wear the Celtics uniform again after this year. Uh, he's one of the dudes that we hope he spends his whole his whole career here. It's uh, again, he's under contract at least three more years. Jason Tatum extension under, under wraps for at least four years here. So the clock's ticking on those guys. Um, and as the season comes to an end in the next couple of days here, um, that is something where the, the front office, I know they'll be motivated and working hard just to try to, you know, put things back together here. They have, they're in a, pretty good spot from just having those guys uh, with a bit of a runway here to, to get back to where they want to be. But um, a lot of different things are going to be on the table and we should see, I'd expect at least some pretty creative work if nothing else in terms of trying to, to piece this thing back together and, and to take down not just the nets, but like the bucks, the Sixers, these are some real <laughs> juggernauts in the East for the, uh, that are, going to be going nowhere for the foreseeable future. So it's, it'll be fun to see how this, uh, this team tries to get back to that level um, in a hurry here. All right. So 
hit us up at winning place pod on twitter at rich underscore levine at brian t rob uh we'll be back with you next or later this week whenever this other season comes to an end and be doing lots of coverage into what stands to be a very pivotal offseason. Pivotal is the word.